Hello, hello, and welcome to FSU Conversation, where we highlight FSU school communication, its students, alumni, and happenings in the industry. I'm your host, McKinnon Bell, a current master's student in media communication studies and a director's ambassador for the School of Communication. On this episode of FSU Conversation, we are taking a behind-the-scenes look to the inaugural FSU SCOM conference happening this fall with Sunny, Pooja, and Ashley. Thank you all for coming today. I really appreciate you carving time out of your busy schedules. I know you're all doctoral students, so those are super busy schedules. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to come and talk to us today here on FSU Conversation. So to kick us off, could you start by introducing yourself for our listeners who may not know you? So um, my name is Sunny Park. I'm a second year of PhD student. So mostly I do research of the intersection of the food and communication. So I usually study how media influences consumers in terms of their dietary behavior. I mostly focus on eating disorder and body dysmorphia. Hi, my name's Ashley Johns. I am also a second year PhD student at the School of Communication. And my research interests, I like to say are broad but specific. Um, so I do a lot of research in brand activism, corporate social responsibility, LGBTQIA plus marketing. And Sunny has recently gotten me into um, the sustainable diet marketing realm. So that's what I do. Hi, I'm Pooja. Uh, I'm a third year PhD candidate and my work is in communication for health and social justice. I am working on my dissertation right now, so hoping to graduate very soon. Uh, and uh, I am trying to design a primary prevention program against intimate partner violence. Well, thank you all for introducing yourselves a little bit more about your research areas. You all have really unique passions that I find very interesting, but Hopefully this lets our listeners back home get to know you guys and your interests a little bit more um, because you are all a part of something really cool outside of the research that you're doing for the School of Communication this fall, which is the inaugural School of Communication 2023 Fall Conference. I think I got all those words in the right order. So could you tell us a little bit more about this upcoming School of Communication conference that you're planning? So our upcoming SCOM or School of Communication Fall Conference is the first one um, that the school has put on and our theme for this year, um, we're hoping to have more than one year, um, but our theme for this year is inclusive excellence, communicating for a diverse world. Um, and we're really super excited because our, our kind of tagline is every voice, every research field, every concept matters. And so we're putting on this conference to give every student an opportunity to engage in research and every student an opportunity to share their own unique voices. That sounds absolutely lovely and wonderful. I'm very excited to see what the submissions are going to be for this upcoming conference. And it's so cool that this is the first one. I'm honestly a little surprised that it is the first one. I mean, kudos to you all for bringing this about, but I think it's something that's really going to benefit our school um, and add a lot of interest and intrigue for students to be able to show off the research that they are conducting and what they're really passionate about, as well as I love this theme of inclusivity that is overarching throughout all of it. I think that's really important for today's day and age 
every day and age, honestly, but something that the younger generation is definitely becoming more passionate about and it'll be great to see how that's reflected academically as well as through their own interests that drive that research. So could you each tell us a little bit more about what your roles are in this upcoming conference and planning it? We have more than three of us, of course, but um, my role was mostly the promotion um, committee and award committee. So all the social media posts or Instagram account posts, um, that was basically my job. And if you saw all the flyers, that was all over UCC, um, third floor, first floor and fourth floor. That was me and Pooja just like taping all around and just spreading as many as possible. But that was my job in ESCOM conference. So my role for the fall uh, ESCOM conference is the conference director. And so basically what I do is I kind of have a hand in everything. Um, I helped make some of the flyers and some of the social media posts you see. I worked with the call for submissions. Um, I work with some of our um, professors to make sure that they're attending. Um, so I kind of just do a little bit of everything. That's kind of what my role is. Uh, I am uh, working now for the promotion. So if you have seen me talking to your class and wasted your time, I was not wasting your time. I was asking you, encouraging you to just come and present your research. And my main theme, main work was to uh, prepare the call for submission. So the, just executing the shared vision of inclusive excellence that the team had. Um, so me along with Iana and uh, Jinho, uh, we worked on that and of course, Ashley. Um, so we did our best and now you do your best to execute our call. Well, thank you all for that. I hope it gives everyone a little bit more insight to the work being put into this conference. And Pooja, your role was not annoying people at all. I will say my first introduction to this conference was you and Sunny finding me in the little like break room. I'm like, are you a master's? <laughs> yes. I in the pantry she was in the kitchen she was just like sitting and like eating we're like are you a master student do you want to submit something and i, I was like i was like i was I, so actually to give you context i was like you're a master student are you an imc and she was like what is going on <laughs> she was guessing it out it's like who are these people i don't know so funny it was so funny though and it worked I now know about the conference. You guys then came to my class a few minutes later and waved to me because <laughs> um, you had just seen me. And now here we all are on a podcast episode together. I always laugh. There's always a point in these podcast episodes where the audience learns how I know the podcast guest because I always tend to know them beforehand. And so this is your big reveal moment, audience. This is how I know everyone beforehand because I knew you were waiting for it to pop up. Um <laughs> So thank you guys for that little introduction. Now that we kind of have the baseline established for what this conference is and how you were all involved, could you tell us a little bit more about what inspired the theme for this year's conference? We were actually trying to work with something that uh, uh, we all had kind of consensus on, which was to uh, make it student-centric, but also keeping in mind that we did not want to exclude we definitely want to give them all an experience of a conference, uh, but really a niche conference in a way that it does not sound very intimidating like the reputed platforms that we have. And even undergrads, if they are communication majors or doing some communication-centric research, they are welcome to present uh, 
and on this platform. And we did not only um, go for inclusion with the research fields, but also inclusion of research voices. So everyone would be celebrated and that's kind of what we worked with and uh, brought the whole call uh, around. And I feel like on top of that, um, what I added on whenever we were talking about this, that the newer textbook, if you see a lot of newer version of textbook this year had DEI consideration, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. So we're like, I think this is some sort of important topic that's like adding on more and more when, you know, so, so we're like, oh, that's a good idea. But we didn't only want to focus on the topic of DEI consideration, like Pooja said, because I was like, yeah, of course, like the DEI consideration is like a newer thing that we should talk about. And it's like an important topic that we want to talk about, but we didn't want to, in order to be DEI consideration, we have to include every single research. I, and I think what Pooja exactly said, it, it allows everyone to submit a paper. We don't care what the topic is as long as it's communicated, communication related. I think it's a great point that Sunny brought because it's it's good to say this in front of Ashley and Sunny who have very different uh, research areas than me because I am social justice so I am supposed to talk about inclusion but being in ads or consumer you know consumer marketing people think that inclusion does not apply there but it is a big part of it because they are catering to many needs and that those needs assessment have happened only because uh, they have included different groups uh, for different products. So, of course, they were better people to say about it, but I'm just trying to build up on what Sunny said. Thanks. When Pooja brought it up, I, re I realized the courses that I'm teaching, the New York textbook, they added DI consideration. And I was like, like a cultural influences. Like, I feel like nowadays, now the society is becoming more melting pot, right? So it's important to kind of be inclusive. And, and that doesn't always mean the inclusivity that we think like is a norm. I think it's just considering every aspect of research. Thank you all for bringing up your different points for what inspired and really what built this theme. And I really want to go back to the point that all of you echoed that you really had the students in mind when you were building this. You really had the school communication students. You wanted this to be open to everyone. You wanted everyone, no matter their background, to be able to be involved in this conference, which I think is really special and very unique for a conference, like you were saying. Um, so I really appreciate that you guys put that at the center of what you wanted to do. And with that, I was wondering, how do you think or hope that this conference will benefit school communication students? So there are a few different benefits that we think our students at SCOM will be able to have from attending the conference. So one of the big ones, and this is just from my background working at the Career Center in my master's degree, um, is it's a resume builder. Um, everybody is looking for that next step after college, whether that be you continue in academia or you go to the industry. And it looks really great on a resume to say that, hey, I went to this research conference and this is the theme. Um, and so that's really special, I think, in terms of um, when you are looking to go somewhere other than FSU, because not everybody is going to be like us and pursue doctoral degrees. Um, that is not above any of our heads, I think. Um, but so that's one benefit. Another benefit um, would be the ability to uh, have camaraderie with your peers. You get to meet some new people. 
um, or you get to hang out with your friends. Um, I know because all of my friends are in the PhD program and we've been hounding them to submit things that they will be there. Um, but it's just an opportunity to get to know people on a different level. Um, Cause again, not everybody's gonna have the same topic. And so it's a really great way to get to know other people. Um, another benefit, another benefit um, is you can practice your presentation skills. So with research papers, we often, uh, or often it happens that you go to conferences or you decide to publish it or whatever you do with your research. Maybe it sits in the, in the document folder for a long time, that's fine. But at this conference, you'll get the opportunity to either do an oral presentation, so you have a PowerPoint behind you, or you'll do a poster presentation. Um, or you'll do a roundtable discussion. So a roundtable discussion is like you get, you know, five of you in one spot and you all talk about your research. And it gives you that really great opportunity to learn different ways of presenting because when you go into the industry, again, the big word, the big I word industry, um, when you go into the field and you go into our the communication industry, um, you're going to have to do presentations on multiple different levels, oral, not entirely sure maybe you get a poster in there um but you'll definitely have to present to a table full of people um those are typically called meetings um or um give an actual presentation um so those are just a few of the benefits there are a few others but those are kind of the ones i want to highlight one of the main things that the team brings for our uh, benefits is that we are including research at every stage that there are because it's not about the full paper, it's not about the abstracts, but it's also about a concept, an idea. So bring that on and pair, pair up with a faculty member or a senior doc student and, you know, get the conversation going. So it does not have to be a full-fledged idea. And also, um, on top of that, if, because like, like we said, it's not full paper, you can have like a concept or abstract. I think this is a really good chance for you to get feedback from professors and like other peers or PhD people because even as a PhD student we always get feedbacks like I always ask people around and I feel like masters or undergrad students don't have as much chance to do that so this will be a perfect timing to get those feedback from other people great opportunity to get feedback on a final project that isn't done yet so and then the other plot positive is that um, you have the potential to win some prizes based on your particular submission. And so we think that's really important um, to be able to not only have the students give to the conference, but for us to give to the students um, in some way, shape, or form. Well, you all have convinced me. I'm in. Where do I apply? Where do I submit? Um, are you actually in? Is that like a joke? Or are you actually? Oh no, I actually in? was. I actually was going to apply. I have a proposal that I did um, for Dr. Clayton's class last fall for like a research proposal. Perfect. So perfect, perfect. I was going to submit that. We have that. one. We have one. Um. So it is not the world's best project proposal. I got a good grade on it, but um, it definitely could use some work, but I do want to submit just to be a part of the first inaugural conference. Even if I don't win a prize, I think that's such a cool experience to be like, I was a part of the inaugural conference. And exactly. in all reality, if other students like me are interested in applying, what can students submit to participate in the conference? You guys have touched upon this a little bit where you don't need full papers or you can have full papers. 
So what's kind of that breakdown of categories you were talking about? So we have uh, different types of submissions. Uh, any conference uh, does like different conferences would have different submission types, but we are opening it to everything. So we have full papers. It should be about 25 pages, excluding references in APA format, uh, which is uh, for a primary study with, you know, introduction methodology, findings and data and the analysis and discussion section. It can be an extended abstract. So if your preliminary data has been collected, but not yet analyzed, if your methodology is planned, you have some pilot data, but it's not really at the stage of the final data presentation, that's fine. You can put it as extended abstract. It's about 1500 words. And you can also give a short abstract, uh, which would be an abstract for the external abstract. Uh, it would be just about, you know, 300 to 500 words. And you can also submit a research proposal. So maybe you are writing something for your class. We are already in the uh, eighth week of the semester today. And uh, I know that many of you are working on your final projects. So definitely submit what you have as a research proposal. And we are happy to pair it up with a research faculty slash a doc student candidate, uh, whoever matches the best with your research area and uh, provide you feedback. And again, uh, these are three, four submissions that we have, and you can just submit whatever you have with the correct category selected on the registration form, and we'll make sure that we fit you in the right area, in the right uh, session. And just to clarify, the three different presentation types, I think we didn't talk about that. The three different presentation types are oral, so again, that PowerPoint presentation, the the typical presentation that you think of um, when you hear the word presentation, um, then poster presentation. So you put a poster up on a wall and you get to talk to people one-on-one -on -one, um, and then round table presentations. Um, and so that's, you're sitting in a table with four to five other people and you're talking with them about your research as well as they're talking to you and you're getting uh, group feedback. The nice thing about the poster presentation, just as uh, pointing it out, uh, CCI can print your poster for you. So if you submit, we can print the poster for you and you can do a poster presentation. Um, but yeah, so those are kind of our three, three things. That does not mean that they will create the poster for you, but it does mean that they will print it. If you are interested in doing the poster presentation and that's what you select on the form, um, you have to submit your poster by October 27th. I will repeat that, October 27th, for CCI to be able to print that for you. So again, printing is free if you submit the poster on time. Yes, we will send out reminders um, at least twice about submitting that poster. And we'll give some resources on how to submit posters, what posters look like. Our Office of Research has a lot of resources about how to make PowerPoints and posters and all of those things for research conferences. So you will have those resources. We'll put together an email. You'll get that, all of that fun stuff. I think hopefully that gives them a little bit more about what they need to know if they're interested in applying as well as getting it in. And I know when you are all listening to this episode, it's going to seem like a tight deadline, but remember, whatever stage your research is in, there's a category for it. Even if it is not perfect, this conference is not about perfection. It is about getting your foot in the door and it is about meeting people and talking to people. So we've been focusing a lot about what your hopes are for this conference with the students and what you hope that they learn from this experience, but I want to turn the little tables back around to focus on you guys and get a kind of behind the scenes look at what have you all learned in the process of creating a conference? 
it's it's to be honest, it's it's a lot of work and meetings than I expected. I knew there's gonna be a lot, but like there's like the tiniest details, like right, like like when are we gonna post this? Like what are we gonna post about this? Like what content? Like for Pooja, probably like what call for papers? Like what content? Like there's like every details and obviously like what kind of activity we need to do, like. And also, like, working as a group, like, reaching out to them, because we're not doing, I'm not doing everything by myself, right? As a group, like, all PhD students come together working as a group. So having to have continuous meeting and updates, it was, it was a lot. And I wish we had more time. I feel like if we had more time, it would have been better. But with the time that we had... It just felt very overwhelming because it was just coming, the due date was coming too fast for us. One thing to just learn, but it's one thing to learn about a new conference because this is the first edition. We are starting from the scratch. And I'm sure this is the worst part for Sunny in a way because she's the one who's leading communication and PR for the conference. And she has to actually work from the scratch. Like there was no Instagram page, there was nothing. And she's creating that buzz even for the next year, whoever leads the conference, whoever organizes it. So she's setting that foundation by herself. And as a call for paper submission committee, I would say uh, we were just working around a theme that was uh, uh, brought up and we each had our own different parts and reviewed each other's parts. I think it was a good aspect of perspective of how everyone interpreted things uh, in the way that maybe when I was writing something, it was not really uh, interpreted as the way I intended. So it was a good learning experience that lays out different terminologies which could mean different things for different people. So it was good to have different uh, research expertise around me at that point of time. With the time that we had to create with this conference, I'm really proud of what we've been able to accomplish. I definitely think that, you know, there's ways to always to improve. Um, but I would say I was not necessarily expecting um, some of the smaller things to come up, like the conversations about name tags and who was going to make the name tags. That was like a conversation, a five minute conversation in a meeting um, that name tags weren't even related to what we were talking about, but it was something that some, we felt passionate about at the moment um, or having to determine what we're accepting as a submission, right? Because we wanted to be as inclusive as possible um, while also not encouraging somebody to submit, you know, a singular sentence and that's what they're submitting. You know, having to do those kind of intricate details. Um, the content creation has been a little bit more time consuming and I was expecting, and I've been in different um, content creation related roles, um, but I actually really have enjoyed the process. I'm I'm so proud of our group. There has definitely been the fair share of struggles making those agenda <laughs> agendas for the next meeting the night before, um, or trying to get everybody all in the one meeting. I don't think any of us have all been in one meeting except for that first one. I don't think all of us have been in the meeting. And that unfortunately, that's what happens when you work with eight people who all have very different schedules. Um, so being able to communicate when people weren't there and all of those fun things that you wouldn't necessarily think about until it's there. And I do want to say for me personally, it was great just learning about each other during this back-end process because I got to meet more people during this process. I had never interacted with Ashley before 
uh, in this manner in like you know constantly so it's good that ways uh, similarly with yana and jinho so that was a good uh, process retration iterative process going on there yeah i agree i i've really gotten to know a lot of the people in the program and i think that that's probably the most beneficial i think for all of us um and that's why that everyone needs to come to this conference too so they get to <laughs> each other as well the way we did by planning the conference i do want to add that if you don't have a submission you are definitely welcome to attend yes you can still come even though you don't submit you can come listen to your friend's presentation i think it will be a good chance to support like your peers by just being there just basically learning um what other research is out there because like for me, I only do research related to food. So listening to my peers' research, like their presentation, it amazed me how different we are. And I learned how, like about their topic and it just expand my knowledge. So I want the other students to have that experience as well. Research in, is more than just what's in the classroom. You hear about these theories and all of that fun stuff, but there are people who are doing amazing things, applying the theories that you learn or just doing in-depth research about a particular topic. There is a lot more to research than just what you learn in the classroom. So this is going to be our last official question before we move into some more fun rapid fire questions that we always like to end on here at FSU Conversation. So you guys have all kind of talked about the struggles and successes so far in planning this conference, but what would success look like for this first inaugural SCOM conference happening this fall. What are your hopes? That people show up. And also we do want submission because in order for conference to happen is for us to have some sort of presentation or posters, right? So we really, really highly encourage people to submit something. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. This conference, it's a, it's a first conference that we're hosting. We're not perfect. So we're all trying out here. I think what's important is to just show up and show your work. Like you, you worked hard throughout the semester, all your group projects, just getting graded. It's not enough. Like you can show it to the world, all the hard work that you did. So please submit it for us. What success would look like for this conference would be me walking through the halls of UCC, third and fourth floor, and hearing students talk about how awesome it was to get to know research. And I know that's me being hopeful. That's one, that's one of my goals. I have a second goal and I'll mention it in a second, but I, I know that that's me being hopeful, but I think we're gonna have a really great time. I know I'm a little nerdy, um, and so I'm excited about a research conference, um, but there is a way to make research conferences fun, even though the word research may not seem super fun to the general population. Um, and so, I don't know, I'm hoping that, you know, students will come back and say, oh, it's so fun. Um, and the other way that we'll be able to gauge success is not just having the PhD students there. I think that there's a little bit of a concern that that's going to be the case. And so I'm really excited to see what our master's students present, because I get to know what my PhD students do at least once every two weeks at our colloquium. Um, but I don't get to know as much about our master's students. And I don't think I've met our new cohort of master's students. And so I'm really excited, one, to get to know the master's students, and two, 
you know what, if you're an undergraduate student and you have a research project or a project idea, you can submit too. This is not just for your graduate students. This is also for undergraduate students. Um, and so again, every voice, every research opportunity, every whatever insert thing there, uh, it matters. It really does. You may not think that you matter, but you really do. And so we want everybody to feel like they have a space at this conference. And so that's my other kind of goal. Well, I hope all of your goals and successes do come to fruition. You will have at least one master's student there. Me. That's me. Um, I'm trying to rope everyone else in. One more time for our listeners. We've mentioned it a few times, but what is the actual conference date? If you're doing a poster submission, your poster is due to us by Friday, October 27th at 11.59 p.m. And then the conference date is on November 3rd. That's also a Friday. Right now, it's planned to be an all-day conference. So we're super excited with all of our presentations. We're going to have, hopefully, a keynote speaker and some other you know fun things to do. You get to uh, mingle with your peers. You get to talk to professors. That's kind of, that's our goal, so that you get to know a little bit of SCOM even more than you already know. Thank you for that. I just know we've hit on the deadlines and dates a few times. I want to make sure we got in one more time before we move to the rapid fire question. Listeners, this is your note to go put it in your calendar right now before you forget because I know we all get distracted with these really fun podcast conversations that are happening on FSU Conversation and I don't want you guys to forget those really important dates. So that officially brings us into our fun rapid fire questions we always do these as a way for everyone to get to know you better before the episode wraps up and hopefully this is their introduction to you since they'll all see you at the conference because they're all gonna go this episode has convinced them so our first one could you all tell me what is your favorite study spot I got one on campus and one off campus. Anyways, so my on campus location would be the bench outside CCI, like the School of Communication. Uh, so between social work and communication, we have benches, the concrete ones. So I like to uh, just sit there and think about stuff, not write stuff, but think about stuff. Second spot off campus, Lake Ella. Oh, love reading there. Love reading with the ducks. My on-campus favorite study spot is at the ASLC. There's actually a balcony, and I believe it's the third floor. Um, And you go out from the elevator, and it's just very calming. Even in summer, there's a slight breeze that goes through, so you're not too hot. My off-campus, regularly sunny Alessandra and I will go to uh, Panera. (laughs) the Panera on the Appalachian Parkway <laughs> and that's, that's where we'll study we will literally be there from the time it opens to the time it closes and we'll just rotatingly get coffee and lunch and all of the fun stuff my favorite spot I guess is to be honest Stroger Stroger library like I, I to be honest I like library I get easily distracted you have to go to the newer building because there are chairs so please go to the third floor go to the newer building and that chair is amazing the one that it's like that's my favorite spot for our last question of the evening which fsu professor do you think has been the most influence on your academic journey so far 
So it will be Professor um, Rachel Bailey. She studies a lot about, <laughs> she does a lot of research with food. And that was the reason why I came here because interconnection of food and communication is such a rare studies, right? It's not widely studied. So I wanted to find someone that who can guide me through this field of unknown. So she was very influential. I would say that the um, professor who has had the most influence on my academic journey is most definitely Dr. Sydney Chapa. Um, she was my thesis um, advisor, which I know could have proved tough sometimes, um, but she stuck with me through thick and thin, and I, I don't think I would be anywhere near where I am now in academia had it not been for Dr. Chapa. Okay, so I cannot name one. That, that's just not possible. So I have been fortunate enough to have two mentors in my PhD journey, and that's Dr. Bailey and Dr. Randolph Mohammed. Uh, particularly, Dr. Bailey has always gone above and beyond for me. Uh, and, you know, if someone's got my back, I know that she's a person. Um, and Dr. Randolph Mohammed, just for being herself uh, for the first two years that she has been my R supervisor and she taught me some things that I don't think anyone could ever teach me and not like make me sit in front of her and teach me, but teach me. Uh, and yeah, one of the things is unconditional reciprocity that I try to bring into my own uh, actions. And I think with these two people, I would want to have the best of both into my own mentorship skills in the future. Well, thank you all for your answers. I'm sure the professors that listen will be very like comforted to know they're so appreciated and loved by you. But I want to just thank you all again for taking the time to come on today and talk to our podcast listeners. Everyone, please remember the actual conference is going to be on November 3rd. Please submit. We'd love to see you there. Come meet all of these lovely conference planners in person and tell them how much you loved this episode and we look forward to seeing you all again soon 